In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. So today, on the fourth Sunday of Great Lent, we're already four Sundays in, guys. This is like, oof, we're feeling it. Uh, we celebrate today St. John Eclimacus, whose icon you can actually see if you're in the choir loft. It's one of the benefits of joining the choir, might I mention, is you actually get to see the icon of St. John Eclimacus where people are going up and down the ladder. Uh, St. John Climacos was the abbot of the famous uh, Monastery of St. Catharines in Mount Sinai in Egypt. And from a very young age, he was observed to be a man of great love, hope, and faith. And I could go on to read for the better part of an hour about his life for you, but let's just say that when it comes to examples of a monastic life, uh, not many people can even hold a candle to St. John of Sinai's asceticism, his dedication, his working knowledge of the Christian life, and love of pastoral care for his brothers and sisters in Christ. It was always strange to me in the seminary as to why we would put such a giant of orthodoxy in the middle of Lent rather than at the beginning. I mean, why wouldn't we want to have this inspirational leader of a saint be at the beginning of our journey to Pascha, right? To, to sort of psych us up for the facts, right? We're going to be, we're going to climb the ladder of divine ascent. Uh, and, and, but being foolish, and the intrepid seminarian was, and I still frankly am, um, I decided that I was going to read his incalculably famous work, The Ladder of Divine Ascent. I was like, I can do this. Uh, it's a book that features 30 steps that St. John Climacus prescribed as a method to ascend the heights of heaven, and me, I was going to climb every rung of that ladder and finally show my fellow seminarians, my family, and all of you people that I was very saintly, very holy. Uh, and then I read the first step. Renounce the whole world. The first step, the beginning of the ladder, is to abandon everyone and everything in this world so that we can receive eternity in the life to come. That's the first step. My thoughts rushed to all my stuff. What about my car? What about my Xbox? What about my money? I don't want to give up my stuff. If I don't have any of this stuff, I'll be like a hole in a donut. So I asked the librarian, is there a step stool to heaven? Perhaps a tall chair that I could get into heaven rather than this impossible feat that is required to even start the journey of divine ascent. Well, clearly I was finished before I even started, but me, being the hilariously unqualified seminarian I was, decided, like all students of my caliber, to read the first chapter, skip the whole book, and then read the last chapter. That way I could lie and tell people that I had read it. You'd think that this would have gone as well for me as wearing an Eagles jersey anywhere in Texas. But to much my surprise, and to the surprise of everyone who knows me, this underhanded tactic didn't backfire at all. You see, the final rung of the ladder of divine ascent 
I imagine to be, you know, total unification with, to God and sainthood, you know, clairvoyance, floating on air, these things, when in fact, it was something completely unexpected to me. The last rung of the ladder is concerning love, hope, and faith. St. John Climacus, as if from the 7th century, was teaching me perhaps the most important lesson I would need to even begin the journey. He taught me that my ladder of divine ascent was upside down. I thought it takes great love, hope, and faith to fast properly, to pray, to take on the, the asceticism of Lent, when in fact, fasting properly is how we obtain great love, hope, and faith. St. John, like he did with so many of his spiritual children, was comforting me with love, hope, and faith of Christ. And it strengthened me to complete the fast. What could be more appropriate for a lesson to share with us as we near the midpoint of Lent? How many of us this far into the journey are starting to lose hope? We're all looking a little hopeless in this fast. How many of us are starting to eyeball Whataburger a little harder than usual? How many of us are lacking the love of God to get to the extra services this week? It is at this midpoint of Lent that we receive this incredible pastoral care from one of the most loving, hopeful, and faithful fathers the Church has, St. John Climacos. And why the Gospel reading today points us to a failure of the disciples. Like them, I was trying too hard to get by on my own power. I was thinking that I could conquer the ladder of divine ascent, just like the disciples thought they would conquer the demon within this poor epileptic child. I didn't realize that to even have love, hope, and faith is the result of fasting and prayer. The discipline that says to Christ that we have no other help but you, O Lord. No human power can save us. Only the Lord of heaven and earth can bring us to even the bottom rung of the ladder of divine ascent. And that's the thing about the ladder. As soon as you take the first step, you've left earth. So this week, as we are all feeling the weight of the fast, the Church invites us to realize that it is not our faith, our hope, our love that allows us to, to accomplish our fast, but that it is our fast that allows us to have the love, hope, of faith of Jesus Christ. Christ himself revealed this to us in the Gospel today when he educates his students that some demons, the ones that seize our behaviors, that paralyze us and endanger our lives aren't defeated by our love or our hope or our faith, but through our prayer and fasting in the name of Christ. Asking Him to help us with our own hatred, our own despair, our own belief. And may Christ, through the prayers and intercessions of St. John Climacus, make our fast acceptable in His eyes, that we may receive Christ's love Christ's hope and Christ's faith in us, right now and forever and to the ages of ages. Amen.